You know, life is an interesting place. It's a stage. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were saying, isn't it interesting to walk down the street? And I was like, yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. The street, like Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage. The street is a stage. Like, for example, if I was in that cafe four hours ago, now we're walking down the street, and I'm not in that cafe. But I was there getting breakfast. And I can remember myself in there doing those actions. Anyways, it was just something that I thought about the other day. Maybe kind of absurd, maybe important. Maybe you've thought about these sorts of things. Anyways, this is Noah Becker talking to you on the White Hot Magazine Art World podcast. It's the beginning of October 2023, and we have lots of interesting episodes on the podcast already. And many interesting guests have joined me over the last number of years. But we also have more surprises coming up, so we're happy you tuned in. We're also happy that you read whitehotmagazine.com. I'll just throw in a little plug for the magazine. And lately, the magazine has been doing really well. We've been the top of Google News with our articles. For example, we did something about the Museum of Modern Art recently, and it ranked above the New York Times, above Art News, above Art Forum above Artnet, above all of our favorite magazines, which incidentally rank above us at different times as well. It's a friendly campus of art magazines, interacting, exchanging ideas. No, actually, some of them are corporate. I wouldn't say that White Hot Magazine is corporate, but it's definitely not alternative. But that was one of our mantras and one of our missions to create something where you might have a review of Museum of Modern Art or the Met or Gagosian or some other major element in the art world. And then right next to that, you might have a pop-up show happening in someone's loft or in someone's garage or someone running a gallery out of their bathroom. Which sounds insane, but actually, if you were in New York in the 90s, like I was, almost every bathroom in Williamsburg had a gallery. I'm, I'm being serious. I'm not just making that up. I'm planning a group show in New York in November 2023. And more information about that soon. Or maybe you'll read about it in the newspaper. Who knows? But I hope everybody's having a wonderful time in the art world, making your art, whatever kind of art you make. I'm not sure what kind of art you do make, but whatever art you're making is um, hopefully giving you much happiness and much relaxation. So this is Noah Becker for the White Hot Magazine Art World Podcast. Here's some found audio of the brilliant, legendary uh, painter... Helen Frankenthaler with Charlie Rose, who has a bit of a checkered 
reputation, but nonetheless, it's the only Helen Frankenthaler interview I liked, so please enjoy here on the White Hot Magazine Art World Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Becker. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Helen Frankenthaler is a supremely talented and unique artist, and for nearly half a century, her work has played a consistently powerful role in the ever-changing contemporary art world. Her works are shown in one major museum or gallery after another throughout the United States and abroad. Her next ex exhibition opens on April 18th at the National Gallery in Washington. We're very pleased to have her with, have her with us this evening in Washington. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to have you here. Uh, I, I made the point early on that this is an exhibition of your prints. Here is the book that goes with it. We can sort of see this. Television never does justice to art. I mean, you know, whether it's slides or as you might, as a reproduction, it's never quite uh, no. does the justice. No, it's that not it, the real McCoy. I mean, well, even beyond that, I mean, it's just somehow something, the experience loses something in the translation. Um, I'd love to talk about you first, and growing up, and then and then going away to school, and going then to Bennington. When you decided to return to New York City, was it fixed in your mind then that you wanted to be a painter? Pretty much, yes. Uh, I've thought about it and worked at it for years, but uh, by the time I hit New York in 1949 and 50. That's, that's all I wanted to be, yeah. yes. And when you saw and met Jackson Pollock and de Kooning and, and, and many others, what was their impact? What was the nature of, oh, of their influence on you? Tremendous. I mean, they were my New York These are early 50s, right? Yes. And uh, I had come from high schools and college that were preparations, but that shock, that recognition of what was going on in the art world in New York in those early 50s was tremendous uh, for me and my painting. Uh, we were then, uh, certainly, and probably still are, the, the capital of what's going on. Yeah. When did you first put canvas on the floor and stand there and say, I'm going to create something different? Well, I was heading towards it, but uh, I think once I literally saw Jackson, and I used to go out and visit in Springs, uh, working on the floor and saw his methods and materials, I thought, I'd like to try that too. I brought another message I to I know you it. did, and that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. I'm building to that. But what the was... approach took painting literally off the easel so that instead of dealing head-on with four sides and four corners, you felt the boundaries of the canvas, the scale of it, were endless. 
that that thrust of shoulder as compared to wrist alone and zeroing in and telescoping uh, was nothing compared to this sweep of handling the method and material in a different way. He still wanted the same result, which was a beautiful picture that worked, whether it was on the wall or any place. And in the end, paintings are seen on walls, not on floors, and unless you, you're Tiepolo you know, and doing a ceiling. And, yeah. you, you know, when you read a lot about you, as I have, the, a lot is always said about beautiful and, and beautiful. What do you say to that? When people take note and say, what she does is beautiful, and some say, yes. and you say, because well, you've read all yes. that, I'm sure, too. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm hung on it. Uh, <laughs> I think today, beautiful, which is always a tricky word, but now it's become an incendiary word because mm. in many uh, ways today, beauty is obsolete and not the main concern of art. And you can't prove beauty. It's there as a fact, and you know it, and you feel it, and it's real. But you can't say to somebody, this has it. I might be able to say it, and others might recognize it. But uh, it gives no specific message other than itself, which in turn should be able to move you into some sort of truth and insight and something beyond art. I mean, initially, it's pleasure that grows, but it isn't just the shock of a message which you can yeah. have and dismiss. Once you've had it, it's over. You saw, you may have seen, I don't want to be, I don't want to pat myself on the back here. You saw, you Why may not? have seen, yeah. <laughs> because I'm probably not yeah. very good at it. Uh, you saw me do, uh, maybe David Ross, the director of the Whitney, and then I had some artists from the Whitney. Then I had, in another broadcast, these are three separate broadcasts, I had Robert Hughes on the I other night. I saw Bob the yeah, other you night. Saw it. Now yes. tell me what you thought about that and what he said that, that caused you to want to say what. Well, uh, basically, I'd say I agree with his sentiments. Yeah. About uh, the Whitney. Um, I haven't seen the Whitney, but I, and this is very unfair of me, I feel I have because I've seen all the other recent right. uh, Whitney shows. And the Whitney, I was saying to a friend today, has one of the greatest permanent collections of painting in America. Um, but I think the line they've taken recently has very little to do with art as I feel art. Why? Because I think it has to do more with gesture, with Political politics, statement. with, um, uh, I know that uh, when I was on the council at NEA, I mean, right. the, the considerations are not beauty. Criticism is considered gobbledygook and dead and irrelevant good literary or other criticism. Um, and the medium is definitely the message. Losses, Vietnam, uh, racism, multiculturalism, um, rather than AIDS art for art's sake. Rather than this picture knocks me out, whether it's a Piera della Francesca or a Monet or a Pollock 
or a David Smith. Uh, and it's beautiful, and its beauty will grow. I mean, otherwise, it wouldn't have sat, that Fra Angelica wouldn't have been at the fog for yeah. how many years, yeah. and looking better than something else. Has mountains and sea grown for you? That's a hard question. Um, it broke through into where I really live, so I sort of, I still learn from it, and it's still my origins, and I cherish it, but I like to think I've taken off from there, but still really house those seeds. Yeah. So much to talk about. Let me just Lots. make a point about the uh, prints. Why an exhibition of your prints? In 1989, I think you, were, you had an exhibition of your paintings at the Metropolitan uh, Museum of Modern Art, mm -hmm. right? Right. And uh, that was the last great exhibition I know about. I know about. Yes. And probably been and some since. And that was originated in Fort yeah. Worth. That was yes. that, at the at the uh, which which museum? The Kimball or the other one? The, the other one. At the other Fort Worth Museum. Uh, the Fort Worth Modern Museum Art. of right. Modern but Art. But then it, it opened at MoMA. Right. And yes. opened at MoMA. Right. Um, why an exhibition now of prints? Uh, it just worked out that way. It wasn't any plan. I had had a show at the Guggenheim of works on paper. Right. and had recently had the show you just mentioned, yeah. MoMA, a retrospective of sorts. And um, I hadn't had a comprehensive print show in 13 or 14 years, and Ruth Fine, who curated this show, had a real vision. I mean, she was as creative as a curator as an artist is supposed to be. And I think she's done a magnificent job of picking what is really, in essence, Frankenthalerism in print. Frankenthalerism in print. Uh, right. Let me take a look at this one. Right. First still, we show here, and I'll have you describe it. This is a postcard for James Schuyler. There it is. Can you see it down there? See? Yeah. This was... Could have made it myself. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I just want to give, as, as limited as television reproductions are, let just give a sense of these slides before we go. This is April 18th, the exhibition begins. Next slide, Savage Breeze. Anything you want to say, jump right in. Next slide, Taudaku. Tutaku. Tutaku, I'm sorry. Meaning all at once. All at once. French. When was this done? Uh, that was done in the 80s. Yeah. It's on a copper plate. Uh, I should also mention that you have designed sets for the Royal Ballet, mm -hmm. and you also have done sculpture and... and tapestries. And tapestries. Ceramics. Cer yes. <laughs> it works. Yeah, and it, I cook. <laughs> yeah. uh, then, and, and next one is, this is Gateway? Yes. That's yes. a huge screen. How You, you always work. You, your canvases are, what, four feet by eight? Or I mean, how big are the canvases that most They're of the They're not as, they big are big, but when I Heroic think, scale, someone said. Well, no, I mean, the number of canvases I've made that are over 12 feet in one direction or the other are not many. I mean, they're all, um, I don't know, I'd say seven, nine would be yeah. the average, which is not tremendous. Uh, look at the look mm. at the Renaissance. Tell, tell me, I, I, this is a s s silly question, but I'm interested. Uh, what does color say to you? Uh, what do you? 
I mean, because... Color is another tricky word, uh, like beauty, because yeah. color, when it works, implies light. And dark things can be light, and light things can look dead. You can have on a wonderful primary color tie, and I can feel this goes dead. Yeah. And you can have on a marvelous black-brown navy tie, and I feel that lives. That's yeah. terrific. Where does yeah. the instinct for color come from? Is it study? Is it experience? If Is you it... could answer that, you could make a fortune. And I'm glad you can't. You just don't know where it comes from. You got it or you mm -hmm. don't. Yeah. Of all the people that have influenced you from early on, um, Clement Greenberg, Yes. All the artists I've named. Yes. Uh, of people that have had a direct impact, not old masters that might yes. have influenced you. Uh, the world of abstract expressionism. Who's had the most influence? Who do you have to say, not the most, but in the top three or four? I think it's a combination. Uh, one thinks of all the fortunate and unfortunate syndromes of one's life that have to do with your genes, your parents, yeah. your education, having the luck to be at the right place at the right time, um, having a certain metabolism, appetite. Yeah. Um, See, all of this um, doesn't just yes. apply to artists. It applies to anything. Right. It applies to whatever you do. Right. And you know, it's, the, your, the shaping it's your forces. Right. That, that really the shaping forces rather than mm -hmm. the shaping individuals mm -hmm. that, that impact mm -hmm. on a person's life. And your gift. And uh, yeah. you take it from what there. What was your gift? Well, I think hopefully to make some good pictures. Well, of course it was that. Yes. You know. uh, I thank you. Uh, this exhibition at the National Gallery of Art. Uh, here again is the book that uh, accompanies it. It's a pleasure to have you on this broadcast. Um, I hope that we could do this again in a different Thanks. capacity. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Stay with me. Thank okay. you for joining us this evening uh, from politics to art uh, and the combination thereof. It's been a pleasure to be here and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. See you then.